Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OTT, where I discuss everything related to fashion, pop culture, and really whatever I want. <laughs> As quarantine has kept us all bored in the house, bored in the house, bored, the way most of us have stayed interconnected was through social media. So it's only fitting today that I bring on two of the social media mavens who have been so charitable in giving you all life these past few months. They are beautiful, they are bright, they are icons, they are tech savvy. They can do things I cannot do. Taylor Roberts of Paper Magazine and Kevin Ponce of V Magazine respectively run the accounts of two of the biggest fashion magazines, which sounds both rewarding, exhausting, challenging, trying, a lot of things, but they do it with style, with grace, with flair. And today we are going to be talking about their careers, how they make time for self-care when they're always online, and other pop culture things that I feel fit. First of all, guys, thank you so much for joining OTT. This is a family reunion. This is yeah. a celeb- this is a welcome home, a virtual welcome home. It literally now. Do we get into it? Do we get into like how we're basically like the XXL freshman class of L'Officiel magazine? <laughs> now, see what's so funny is what's funny about this is I remember signing an NDA. So I was gonna say <laughs> the place that I had been that we had met, but since you said it, let's say it, you know, because we had good times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, right. you know, let's talk about what a difference a year makes because we have all gone on to do so many different things. I'm going to do this in a very, like, Beyonce way. We've all gone on to do very different things. We've gone on to grow and thrive and prosper, despite situations that weren't, you know, becoming of us. You know? Mm -hmm. We have thrive. We're thriving. We're working on thriving and shining. Now, my loves. You guys do a job that I feel like deserves so much more recognition, yeah. so much more attention, so much more praise. Listen, before we start, I will say this. Kevin, you're probably one of the hardest, most hardest working people I've ever met, period. Like, how did you come to this call before me? I saw, I saw, I saw, the, I saw the notification. <laughs> and Miss Taylor, you are probably, again, one of the funniest people I have met, period. Memes yeah, yeah. always on point. Everything always making me die, making me chuckle, giving me life. When even when I'm, you know, dead, a zombie, she revives me. Even if I don't want to be revived, you know, it's like, just kidding, bitch, wake up. <laughs> so it's so lovely to talk to you both. First of all, how are you girls doing today? Ah, oh, I mean, <laughs> begin. Whenever someone's always like, "How do you feel?" I'm always just like today, yesterday, this week, this month, this year, this light, like what, where are we going with this? Because I, where are we going? (laughs) Like in this moment at like whatever time it is right now, 4 PM on a Tuesday, day after Labor Day, Mm. I feel overwhelmed. I feel collected, but I feel overwhelmed. So, uh, that's how I'm feeling. Taylor. Miss Taylor, how are you doing my queen? Um, I'm feeling better than normal so i'm mm. technically like quote unquote on vacation even though as we're probably getting into there is no vacation for social media editors managers directors whatever mm. um so i'm in like i'm staying with a friend or some friends in maine i am very flewed out like, yes a little bit flewed out i did just go on a little brief walk and had a couple racial encounters so i came immediately back home <laughs> 
but <laughs> they weren't awful they were just like weird but like I was like oh I'm gonna go back inside the house but other than that like I'm feeling in this very instant better still not great but I don't know if people can feel great in 2020 so as well yeah. as one can you know what I feel like 2020 is about surviving absolutely we just have to we just have to make it to 2021 like just I feel like this has just been such a year of extremes like the highs, the lows. I feel like this is a year of, like, lemonading. You know what I mean? And I feel like we're still at, like, the anger part. Like, you know, the first half before, like, she gets yeah. all, like, yeehaw on us. I just feel like that, that is how I feel like. It's just about surviving because I feel like this year has been very... To be fair, I will say this. But this is only for me personally. Like, mm. I had such a bad 2018 and such a bad 2019 that like mm-hmm. for the collective world like 2020 has been horrible but because i feel like i have just been like dragged by the last bit of hair on my scalp <laughs> you know 2020 has really just like i'm not i'm not i'm like i'm shook and i'm distressed and i'm distraught but like it just it's really it just feels like another day but <laughs> As you guys as you just brought up there are no days off for social media because everyone it's on their phone, it's on their computer. People are losing their minds one period. Like people have, also people, like people, a lot of people don't have rich inner lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Instagrams, the Twitters, the memes, that's what's been keeping everyone up and awake. So I'm just curious for you guys, when quarantine started, how did work change? How did you kind of change the energy? Like how was that kind of transition? Because You guys really had to hold it down. I feel like when COVID first began, there was an even more heightened, like, look into social media. I mean, social media, especially where I work, has always been, like, probably the most important thing we do, what we're most known for. So all of a sudden, people were asking even more, like, so what's your plan, like, this, like, day, like, getting very involved? There was that mad, like, gold rush to Instagram live streams. So people like, what's who's going, who's going live today? And I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, okay, like, kind of, like, yeah. like, like, it's difficult to just, like, put these things together. It just became more, like, an even more heightened expectation for me without really any more support. So it was just people kind of, like, leaning over and looking into, like, my day or my schedule. And I'm, like, it's the same social media, but now it's just sort of what people are really relying on since no one can go outside, really. And what about you, Kev? I mean... For me, things it's sort of the same thing as what Taylor said. It, it it became a lot more heightened towards the the middle of it, really, because for my magazine personally, things started to kick up because my boss was one to believe. You know, when the going gets tough, you just go harder, and you know, and that was sort of the trend that everyone was kind of following, like Taylor said, with the lives and and with the takeovers and and doing this and doing that. And we were implementing a lot more projects and doing things uh, remotely and trying to do the best that we can to keep up with the content that we're known for, for our platform. And, and dealing with that along with many other outside circumstances, it was just a lot for me to keep up with. I mean, there's more than one of me on the digital team, but I'm really the only one for social. And not only do I do one magazine, I do I do two because it's the women's and the men's issue. So it, it it was a lot trying to balance the this newfound 
attention that like that the rest of the team was giving us because they were just like oh so what are you gonna do? exactly what Taylor said what are you gonna do now what are you gonna do now and you're just like fuck I mean there was like three other things that happened in this world but you want to talk about this okay like how, like how like I, I I know how to pivot yes but I also it, it was the finding the balance of talking about things that mattered and did it was extremely 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 hard because your voice is saying, I, I need to talk about this one thing and you do it. And yet you find opposition for it sometimes. And that was something that was kind of eye-opening for me personally to see. That's quite important because, uh, listen, we're going to get, I feel like June is a whole podcast in itself, but we have really been through it in this year. And Obviously, everyone has very visceral reactions. Like, you know, these are very intense things that are going on in the world at the moment. For you, because you guys are kind of like the front line of like, you see everything, you hear everything probably first. How has it been? Both are primarily like fashion, pop culture magazines. But when you have had to speak about real issues, because we're living in the real world and now everyone's decided to finally wake up for the first time. How have you found people's, you know, reactions to when you talk about what's going on in the world? Oh, I mean, well, you know, this year, aside from, well, you know, this year kind of kicked off in like installments. It was like an installment of the natural disasters in Australia, then the installment of the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. And then came this movement of just, uncertainty with with in regards to the global health crisis and and it it went in stages and for me it was odd because i was like let's talk about the bushfires and how this is killing a lot of wildlife and you know everyone was kind of scratching their heads like mm, we're trying to sell dresses or you know we're we're trying to promote this campaign i'm like okay but this is also happening and then you go into the BLM movement and everyone's like, okay, yes, let's do it. But like, what do we, what, what's the asset look like? What, what's the, like, what is the imagery here? And it's hard because being at a magazine, everything's so visual. And if someone doesn't like it, you have to go back around two and look for other imagery and go back to round three. And you have to keep going through, through waves of, of imagery and assets and content until you know, someone gives it its its seal of approval, but even that takes time. And there was a lot of pushback with trying to get real. That's the the end all be all of what I'm trying to say is that everyone was kind of just like, why? Even though I'm just like, well, why not? Like I kept, it was like this big, like tug of war, like, you know, give me my fashion. I'm just like, I'm trying to give you the real world. And it was, and it's, it's always been this, scary draw that you're gonna every time you post I'm always scared of like okay well how are they gonna react to this one but especially because I was just starting out officially right when this all kicked off so for me I was really just thrown into the fire of like okay you're gonna do it oh now you're gonna manage all of these crises on one go and it's just like okay well whoa because it's it's not my first you know it's not my first rodeo, but it, it was a, a pretty intense, like, intense uh, wildfire that I got into. Yeah. So that's, it's kind of how I felt. Lots of, lots and lots and lots of 
uncertainty and aggression towards wanting to get real on a fashion on a fashion media platform. Damn, like it's like you can't win either way and on the side. Oh no 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 no! It 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 was just like, yeah, it was just hard because you know we're young and we're a part of a certain generation that cares. And Absolutely. To kind of convince maybe an older generation or an older crowd that hey, you should care because this is our reality as a whole. Me and you, like we're living in this right now. Like, you know, it's there's no need to always be nostalgic or always think to the future because what's happening now encompasses both. And the minute you understand that is the minute we can kind of hold hands and get through something together. And, Absolutely. and people were just like, against unison. And I don't know. It was Fuck. just terrible, yeah. Taylor, how was it for you, my love? Um, I completely, like, get exactly what, like, Kevin's saying. At paper, it was a little different because we had a bit more, like, leeway. Like, I could post things. And I don't know. I feel like what was different for, like, my experience is that at the beginning, right, when things were trending, I didn't have to ask too much for, like, certain articles to be written. I didn't have to, you know, like it was trending, like, people cared about this, like, what you know, what have you, and I feel like, especially when you're in the role of the media, like, you'll always see those tweets, like, so and so is not trending anymore, like, why, like, you know, like, what has stopped, or what's ended, or changed, and really, it's nothing, so, it's more of, as it went on, further into, like, of course, there was, like, the big inciting spark that was George Floyd, and then Amon Arbery, and then Breonna Taylor, but then, obviously, as all of us know, like, it's, a continuing thing. Um, so when there's not a name that's trending or, you know, the, the people start being like, quote unquote, like smaller and how many like likes a post about certain people will get, it became more of like, kind of, I got used to expecting that those things would just be written and handled appropriately. But then, and of course, like just with the entire, just like the destruction of the entire industry, right? There have been, you know, layoffs, furloughs, cross the board. So now with, like, less writers, I'm like, well, who's going to write about this? Like, it just seemed like yeah. when it came time for, like, to start chopping things, that was one of the first things to sort of be, like, it's not bringing any money, which I think, I think a lot of people forget that a lot of the goal of what a corporation, even a magazine's social media, is still to drive revenue at the end of the day, like, drive clicks back to the site for ad use for like selling projects for like selling projects or campaigns or like a paper will do a lot of sponsored posts. Like we'll like do an Instagram ad essentially, but like in our voice, we make it really cool. Like we have a great like agency side of our office, which is great. So if I'm posting things that get less likes or less engagement overall, there's going to be a pushback of like, Hey, I know this is important, but we can't keep covering that because we're trying to sell this. Um, so that's always difficult. And I think social media editors and managers are better than anyone else than at telling like what the line is, what's too far. We still have people's attention versus do we not, you know, like we know these things. Um, but then, like I said at the beginning, like more people started like peeking in because now there's no more like in-person events, which was like a huge revenue driver for a lot of people, like sponsoring events and like experientials. So that's gone. So now it's sort of this like shaking down every tree for like potential growth or 
this, that, and the third, and like, oh, we're trying to run ads on something, but you know, who's who wants to run their ad next to an article about police brutality? You know, so it's like oh, yeah. it becomes this. Um, it's it's what it becomes one of these things that people just phrase as like unfortunate, like oh, we would love to keep covering it, but we just can't. You know, I looked at the numbers; our, our followers don't really. Like there's like things that have been told to me, like, oh, like people click less on articles about this, that, and the third. But what's interesting is that I feel like the paper follower, like a lot of people who are one on Instagram and two young and three follow these like New York, very like, at least like liberal um, publications is that the followers pretty much got it. Like occasionally there'd be like someone mad in the comments, like, why are you posting this? But for the most part, like our followers were people who were... I hate the word woke, but like at least politically conscious and minded. And like, like how someone, to brain, how to brain. Right. How and brain. someone who if I said Black Lives Matter, they wouldn't be offended. Um, like I remember on our Instagram, the most like liked post we'd ever made was when I said, please stop posting black squares because that was a crazy moment. <laughs> that was a weird pivot that happened in like COVID police brutality, Black Lives Matter moment when everyone decided to just collectively say nothing at the same time. Um, so I posted, Hey, don't do that. And then at first, like, it's a lot, a lot of like what Kevin described, like you get this like first, like I post something that's a little bit like, I know it's right. Like at the end of the day, there are certain posts you just know are right. If people are mad, they're upset. But I know that to ask people to not post black squares with the hashtag black lives matter and thus like drown out the hashtag that had like useful, like resource in it for protesters or whoever is like the right thing to say. But at first there were people who were obviously like, how you can't tell me what to do paper. Like I'm just raising awareness, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was pretty on edge that day because like there were like, I mean, you like know what the normal amount of likes or comments you usually get is. And we had like up like 30, 40,000 comments. And I was like, that is spooky. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like history remembers me as correct because people like started waking up also and being like, why are people posting black squares? And like, now it's kind of a joke. And like, like I said, with social media editors, you kind of catch that immediately. And you like, know what's, you know, you basically know what's up. It's difficult to like, especially with like, I'll go online to just either post something or like to check the engagements on a sponsored post so I can report that back to the agency team. And I'll see like a really traumatic video or a super traumatic tweet or something that really just, beyond my position, like kind of really upsets me. And like, that's just a part of the job. Like that's like the front line of it all where it's like, I'm on Twitter every day and you know, people love posting videos of people being abused. And like every time there's a black person who's a victim of police brutality or like, you know, another trans black person that's just been murdered. Like I see that every day and you know, I'll drop it into like Slack or whatever. And you know, I know that other people are working and busy, but I've not really, it's like rare that I get the response that I like at least would like to see. Like a lot of times it might even go ignored and that always makes me feel worse. And it's like, it shouldn't have to come to me like throwing a fit to like get like a response on something a bit traumatizing, but it's difficult is my sum up. Listen, you, as tell you and I, girl, we were here for each other <laughs> during all of this. Cause I know that, the thing that's really sad about fashion, we love it, but like we are in a bubble. And I think sometimes people only become aware when they want to be aware. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you also plot twist, everyone, Taylor is black. Um, <laughs> you know, so if you see the paper tweets and you're like, who is writing in this voice? She's black, leave her alone. 
her mind her business. We go through a very difficult experience when we have to watch when when black pain and black trauma is so normal to us that we can't go on we can't enjoy twitter the way that white people do in the sense that like i i just want to see some pictures of some dogs and some shit like you know or some memes like but it's like we don't know what we're going to be faced with when we open an app because we can't just mind our business and y'all can't mind your business either because let me just say this right now while i have my mic well i speak closer to my mic stop retweeting videos of black people being abused we get the point we get the point we've been got the point we've got it from jim crow to now we've been got it really this is my thing quickly if you really care about all of this share this and like a group text with your white friends i don't need to see this your black friends don't need to see this we just want to come on we want to see some memes we want to see some tab of the brown and we want to mind our fucking business now you just being like oh my god have you seen this no you need to see it you need to see it alone okay don't have the privilege of being able to not be online like you have to for your job like it's your life it's your livelihood you have to be so engulfed in the culture engulfed in what's going on online how has that affected you and also how do you like find peace how do you find self-care because that's a lot for any person to do and deal with and like put up with self-care has been something of a new endeavor for me. It's been, you know, it was like a meme that to me was started like years ago, like, you know, treat yourself, like self-care is everything. And to me, it didn't really matter because I very early on knew that I had to like hustle to get what I wanted or to get even a semblance of what I wanted or deserved. And there was no time for me to rest. And especially to this day, I've never taken a break. The last time I I fully took a break was when I was an intern last year for Christmas. I I don't, even then barely, because I was still still doing social for V. And and self-care now, especially self-care now during quarantine and in this social movement and and in everything, it's, it's sort of been... I want to say like non-existent, honestly, just personally for me, because I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, like I work on like a, a, a timetable. Everything for me is timed. I work and there's not a, a moment where I'm not looking at the clock. And that's kind of what is scary about my life right now as a, as a 23 year old. And it, it, I'm, I'm constantly in a race against time and any moment that I can to any moment that I can get to, to finish my work and to sleep, I, w- I will take that time. You know what I mean? I, I, if, there, if there's an hour to spare, I'll allot that time to go to sleep. Or if there's an hour to spare, I'll allot the time to go to work. And it, it, it's me even finding time to like do my nails and get my hair done. And to me, that's like my sort of version of self-care, even doing a mask. It's, it's, it's on the go. You do it. You take literally 10 seconds and just do it. And then you go back to work or back to sleep and ease it in. You have like being a social manager, social editor, you're kind of a master at scheduling yourself, scheduling a platform and scheduling more time as well. Because at the end of the day, you can't forget that you have your own life and that you matter as well. And a lot of us have our own social platforms that we need to take care of as well because our voice differs from the ones that we're managing. 
and finding the balance of it all while still uh, remembering that we're the most important in our lives. It's, it's been really tricky for me because I just, I just don't have the time really for self care. And it's, when I do it, it, it's, I turn it into like, let me watch this show that I've been hearing about, or let me hang out with my mom who I have neglected for a while just because I have to work all the time, or let me go for a walk and have that maybe 45 minutes to myself. And growing up in New York and always being in the city as a kid and and going from that to just being trapped up here, because I live in Westchester, so we're just surrounded by nature. Being trapped here by, you know, by fours, it, it's, it's been an interesting experience just because I'm like, okay, let me just take a walk. That's something I've never done. And, and that's sort of my my me time now. It's it's leaving my phone at home, which is such a scary thing to do. So I've been taking it on me with the trails now and I've just been putting it on silent. And going on like these walks where I can just look, you know, get skinny and clear my head of everything and of all the bullshit and all the noise. And that's that's sort of my self-care regimen now is just going on a walk and treating myself to a walk. That that's my treat. It's just a walk to clear my head. Honestly. And what about you, Taylor? I completely agree. And I mean, what's like, obviously with social media, like, you know, a lot of people, I know we're all working from home now, but when you leave the office, you're done. Like you're not bringing your desktop, your files, your papers, your whatever, but you carry your phone with you everywhere you go. And even people who don't work in social media, right, have hard times like waking up and first checking the phone or like always being on your phone. So now it's like, not only is it incentivized because like the way apps and algorithms work, but it's also now like a requirement for me in order to like earn the money that I make, what little of it there is, <laughs> um, it's to be on my phone. So for me, self-care, and it's different every day. Like I try to be strict about it, but like for me, there's some days where I'm like, I hustled all day. So at six o'clock, I'm done. It's over. I know articles are going to come in after I leave. I'll see them tomorrow. It's also social media, like, most of the time, it's not life or death. Like, we love to cover important stories, but at the same time, if there's a story about an H&M collab, it can go up tomorrow morning. It doesn't need to go up tonight. Thank you. Turning off notifications is massive. I think, again, people who don't even work in social media, you should be doing that. Like, And there's, like, a bunch of, like, studies on, like, the ways that social media, like, gets us addicted, like how Instagram timelines are just a slot machine and how that's as addictive as gambling and like how notifications are read because it like the serotonin in your brain, like weird things like that. So it's like, I turn off notifications. The only notifications I get that are related to work are Twitter notifications from other verified accounts. Cause I'm like, shit, if Solange is going to respond to something I tweet, like she's going to get an immediate response. Like I always have time for Solange, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, like, I don't need to see, I don't need my, like, I, I, even before social media, I've hated notifications. They make me mad. I have to do them. Notifications, they're, period. Absolutely. There are the people who, like, walk around and you'll see their phone and they have, like, 40,000 emails. Couldn't do it. Throw the phone in the ocean. It's done. Like, you've lost. You lost. You lost. Just get a new one. Sorry to hear it. But, like, that has always just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but, yeah, so, like, self-care for me is, like, some days I'm like, and I understand like, obviously sometimes there are circumstances, there's a huge thing, it has to go up tonight, fine. 
because I'm we do work hard, so I know that sometimes you have to work late. But like six o'clock, I'm done. If I get like I don't check Slack after a certain time because there will be people who message me anyway. Like, where's this on this or how's that or this is going up or where'd that go or can we revise the caption on that? No, do it tomorrow. Yeah. That's fine. Me being in Maine right now is like the first time I've been away from the city in like a long time. Working from home, like, it hasn't turned you guys like into Alkies. <laughs> it's no. absolutely turned most of everyone but Kevin into an alcoholic. Listen, I mean, I'm... it's everyone, I feel like everyone in the country is drinking who like, I really wish, like, I had stock in. If I had, like, stock in Gordon's right now, I'd be chef's kiss. Do it. And you should invest into Cameron Diaz's new wine. She has, like, an all-natural... Girl. Does that even make sense? Yeah, no, it's an all-natural wine. And I love Cameron Diaz, a white queen. Should we get into that right now? White... (laughs) White people people who deserve. (laughs) White people who deserve, because you know what? I want to take... Listen, this is heavy shit, so, like... have a little break and then we can like finish at the end but like i just want to have some fun little key right now because obviously the three of us what's great about us is we both have taste and we both have all good music choice and sadly you know we lost a fallen soldier this year <sighs> lizzie grant <sighs> oh, that was rough that was rough but no you know we, we know an album promotion cycle when we see one so we do but yeah. you know what I don't, listen, she's not coming back for me. She actually isn't. In my opinion, listen, we allowed you to be the rich girl who put some, you know, cowboy boots on, pull up in a trailer that your dad probably rented, and we let you live. I allowed her to be a Gemini cancer cusp. I allowed her to not even embrace her full cancer identity. Wow. But, you know, I can only take so much. An ASAP Rocky apologist. When she had the nerve, and also it was, and also when she wrote that thing out in that ugly ass font, it was also the font that also hurt me. Like that to me just really fucked with my spirit. To me, that was like you, you are an appropriator of whatever culture, whatever little, you know. I fuck old men. What was the last old man you fucked, baby girl? You're not one of us. So I put up with a lot, right? You know. And so then when that happened, she's dead. She's gone. I'm sorry. I haven't, you know, every now and then I listen to Summer Bummer when I'm feeling, you know, depressed. That's it. Like, she gets, like, she's dead to me. I'm so sorry. But, like, sorry to that woman. Sorry to that woman. So that's, so because you guys are both engulfed in the culture, I did want to ask, like, who is your vote for Sad White Girl of the Month? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Taylor knows this. I'm, listen, it's Team Duffy right now all day. Like, I've been flute out to Warwick yeah. Avenue. Listen, Duffy is that girl. And she's a real ass cancer, not a fake one. Oh my God. <laughs> Duffy. I haven't heard that name in... Ooh. What was that song? Mercy? My girl. My white queen. My white queen. But don't you also remember like when white women love being white? Michelle Branch. Ah! Vanessa Carlton. Natalie and Bruglia. Do you know what I mean? Avril Lavigne. White woman and white woman's business. Like, it was... Do you know what I mean? Britney Spears. Don't you remember when white women loved being white women? What a time. Can you imagine? We used to actually... We lived in a time when white women enjoyed their own race. Oh, my God. You know, Britney... Free Britney. Free Britney. She's... We're the only... Why did you say that again? I think... 
don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's true. We're the only publication that Britney follows. Okay, iconic. You need, to start, you need to start sending her, like, messages, like, blink twice, like... Blink oh, twice. Like, no, blink no, twice if you're okay. <laughs> I've been trying to. She posts every other day, and I, I try to comment and, and keep up the relationship between Britney and B. And it's... It, I'm scared because I've gotten the comments of just, like, free her. Like, V, what are you doing? Like, you know, set her free. I'm just like... That's not my business. It's yeah. not my business. And she was on our cover twice, and she has always been a fan of V, but, mm. like... I have to tread very, very lightly because the last thing I need Britney to do is unfollow V. Babes, that's I, jobs gone. Jobs I, gone. I, but I, you know I, what? I would quit. Listen, yeah. both times Baby Girl was on V, she looked amazing. I can't, I can't name the photographer who did the second one because that's, you know, we're not, we're not treading in that territory today. But she looked, but she looked very beautiful. Her hair was, her hair was blown out, face done. But Taylor, who is your, you know, who is your white queen? <laughs> <laughs> Who's my white queen? Um, I have written an article about this. I, I go hard for her. January Jones to me. Yes. <laughs> because you know what? It, like, it goes back to what you said about white women just simply enjoying mm. being white women. Like, first of all, her content is so, so consistent, so iconic. I don't know if she has a social team. I don't think she does because of what I've been seeing, but she just mind her business. She just like pulled up with a Coors Light, dancing in some like flowy dress by her pool, doing whatever she wants, just being down. Like obviously she'll like share a poster here, like here or there about like what's going on in the world, but she's just, she's just clocked out. The way like all mm. white women should just be at some point. Like, to be clocked out. Clocked out, like just be, no. in your, be in your big house, be by your pool. Like you don't have to, if it's not genuine, It'll seem worse. Like mm. we've all seen the people who are like posting the black squares and that they get immediately like this viewed on Twitter. Like yeah. you know, you can want to avoid that. You know what I mean? It's like January Jones. She just dyed her hair pink. Like she's coming for all the girls <laughs> on TikTok. She's reclaimed her youth and her time. Um, she's just like a respite for me. Like I don't like. She's the one place I know where like the like it's like home. Like going to her account, I'm like there she is. There she is. Like. She's, she posted this one video. She's like, oh my God, I didn't know I could do this. And she's like tap dancing. And it's just Not tap dancing in the air quotes. <laughs> because she, it was, it, I'll give it to her, it was tap dancing. Um, but yeah, I wrote a whole article for paper about like how her Instagram is iconic. And if you know anything about me, you know that I will be watching Mad Men forever, despite mm. there being only like six seasons that I have seen all of. We do stand Betty Draper. Shout out to Betty Draper. Gang, gang. Betty Draper. You know what? She said, I'm just going to die. And I've chosen that for myself. And you know what? She was right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she, she read she the made, room. She read the room and she left the she room. She read the room. She said, she oh, read wait, the room and left. That's boss said, bitch shit. Approaching, the 70s were approaching. It's not for me. No, no, no. Mm-mm. You can't do that. <laughs> so she, she's cool. Um, but it's, it's, it's becoming like fewer, fewer and far between. Like, yeah. You know, I will say, I'm not fighting for anyone anymore. Like, at this point, if you debuted, in my personal opinion, if you debuted after 2001, I can't save you. That's how I feel, personally. Because for me, like, I can only speak for myself. Who can I actually save with Grace? And, like, I love Gwyneth Paltrow, but she's not with Grace. She's, like, you know, with, right? All I have at this point is Julia Roberts, white queen. Sandra Bullock. Listen, let's talk, let, let's talk about Sandra Bullock very quickly because Sandra Bullock is an underrated icon, an underrated white queen because yeah. 
let's talk about this for a second. You see the Amy Schumers of the world being birds, being fools, being buffoons. You see the Rebel Wilsons being birds, being fools, being buffoons, right? Out here being like, I, I can't do an Australian accent. Like, oh, I'm the first plus-size woman. as a Queen Latifah never existed. Let's talk about right. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock's agent made her be a bird, a clown, and a fool in every film. But you know what she was in real life? Minded her business. That's what I call acting, okay? That's why she's an Academy Award winner, right? Because everyone else is out here, Lena Dunham, being a bird for free. Read the room, right? And you know, we watched we watched Sandra Bullock go through that, like, really tough divorce. Like, and, she, and, then, and then she got a black baby. Jumbo, bitch. Jumbo. Very much cheated on her, and we were all like, not America's sweetheart getting cheated on. Like, what's going on? Not Miss you know Congeniality. I mean? Not the Miss Congeniality. <laughs> and I will say, this made me actually really sad. Back in June, when I was listening to Still by Taylor Taylor on repeat, all I wanted to do one day was watch Miss Congeniality. And like, this is no fault of Miss Sandra's. But then I realized this is about undercover cops and I just started crying. <laughs> I actually just started crying in my bed. Oh my God, no. I was like, I need some relief. And then I was like, no, but this is about the feds. But we love Sandra Bullock. So at this point, who do I have? We have, we have Julie Roberts. We have Sandra Bullock. We have our white queen, Dolly Parton. Okay. I was, yeah, I was going to say, if it would be Dolly or... Oh yeah, just Dolly. I leave. I'll let. I let. I let Reba McIntyre stay. Okay. Did you ever watch the Reba show or not? Really? Not. Re- I've never been really a big fan of her. That's fine, but that's your business. My business, and I respect <laughs> it. And then who else? Miss Calendria Clarkson. Listen, that white girl sings down. Not Calendria. <laughs> <laughs> like. She does. She really does, and she can really do any style. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and, and she you know minds. What? Hey, sorry to cut you off. If you had asked me a month ago, Adele would have been on this list. <laughs> it's just a white woman who sings really well. Shouts out. I'll never forget when she won that Grammy that was meant for Beyonce. And that she was said, meant for Beyonce. And she said, and she said you were wrong. She called it out. Beyonce, I'm sorry. This should be for you. And we all knew. She, that wasn't, you know, she, she knew. We knew. But the last post, it's con- I don't I don't understand it before I can even start to be able to because no. there's so much going on. Yeah, that's a thesis statement right there. Like that's, that's not my business. Statement. Like I still I still I will always still listen to Adele. Like the talent is just there. Like I'm absolutely. Sorry. And she's not at all canceled for me. But I just want like a bit of like a deep dive into what no. I'm seeing that picture. <laughs> you know, I don't even want a notes app. I just want like a simple like Howard Stern interview, right? Like a right. simple. Oh, like, do you know what I mean? Like a simple, so, you know, why were you doing that? Do you know what I mean? Just a simple, like a simple, you know, with skeptic knocking your boots that deep. Like, what was the tea? You know, was, you know, was the, you know, like, no, I'm not going to finish the sentence. But I would just like an explanation. And then lastly, Brittany and everyone else, like, I can't vouch for you at this point. I actually can't in my soul, in my spirit. It's not my job. It's not my, it's, it's below me at this point. Because every time I fight for you, you disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> honestly that's why i had like a tough <laughs> when you asked for our white queens i was like i don't know they're Fuck all the white queen <laughs> they're all pretty problem i mean carol bayer singer like she's fucking you like, know what though she said her, she said my husband's trash like listen was she it, it, can i ask a question yeah. was carol bassett a city girl i don't know <laughs> questions <laughs> I'm just listen. 
Listen, she said, fuck that nigga. And she really did. She said. Oh my God. She said, took a sip. <laughs> From the bottle. From the bottle at this time. Where's not even. But I have a question. Yeah. Because also like, realistically, sadly, as we all, as cancel culture is not real. I wish it was. The only two people that I ever know who've been truly properly canceled was that mm-hmm. Sabrina, the teenage whatever, and mm-hmm. Daniel Caesar. And that really, that one hurt me because Miss, Miss Thing could write a little sad song. But like he was the only person that said, y'all want to cancel me? And then, you know, poof, gone. <laughs> if you could cancel anyone right now, who would you cancel? Oh my God, who would I cancel? Taylor, you like, go first. Canceling, if canceling was a thing that actually... I truly, I truly, and this isn't even like a hot take, but like Jeffree Star has to go. Like, no. I just, what? Well, what like, does he gain? What does he bring? You can't quickly. make an apology video for the same content every five years. You're just not learning and growing. Like, yeah. I'm not going to wish death on anyone, but it's reached the point <sighs> now where it would, it would be symbolic if he actually would ever be canceled because then we would have the confirmation that we needed that it could happen. You know, a mm. lot of like him, like Shane Dawson, like, listen, you got to pack it up. Like, hang it up. Flat like, we've we, we reached a point in like pop culture media where people aren't even like apologizing for being like kind of rude or mean. They're apologizing for being people accused, let's say allegedly, because I'm not going to get sued, accused yeah. of being racist, pedophilic, mm. like oh. animal abuse. Like, like there's, the, the list of why one person would be canceled has grown from like one thing to 50. And mm. it's like, what are we holding on for? We for have like one, one follicle of hair left on our heads. Mm. What's, what are we combing it for? <laughs> Just get rid of it. <laughs> and you know, I need to add something very quickly because this is a very important point that I think you're gonna, you guys are both going to nod as soon as I say this. Sometimes when like I have some free time because you know I'm a cancer, I'm a bit messy. I go on like, you know, accounts of the fallen and I just see who still follows them. And so let me just quickly say, there is no, there is, let me hold my mic. There is no reason, there is no need to follow Terry Richardson, Bruce Weber, Ian Connor, Asap Bari. All of you are birds and worms and fools and buffoons. What are you gaining? Google is free. If you really care about the work that much, Google is free. Why are you placing abusers over people who have been abused? Of course, people, Mario Ticino, of course people can make beautiful art. Of course they maybe did that in their past, but you know, you know what they've done in their past and you're still subscribing to their future. Fuck y'all. Very quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like, why mm-hmm. Why is that even, worth it? Do you know what even, I mean? Right. And what's even weirder is that if you want to literally get technical, you don't ever have to follow someone on Instagram unless they're, like, private. Oh. But, like, if you were that, like, pressed oh. to say, like, I don't follow Jeffree Star. I can see whatever he posts whenever I want if I were to ever want to. Because like, you can use your two thumbs. Right. But, like, if I, like, to write my name under the list of people who are mm. following him, for what? Like... You're not going to catch me out here. You're, you're not going to do that. That's crazy. To me. It's like, so if you're disrespectful. That Tory Lanez as well. Death. Tory Lanez is... Share and make it electric. If I were a fan of him, I would wish... I would put a, a hedge of protection around him because it's going to be very hard. Honestly, I'd burn Sage and, like, hope he's not in the room so he doesn't pop out the window. Right. Because it's not looking good. Like, of course, like, Toy will yeah. always have fans or whatever, but it's like, you made 
a good many people violently upset at you. So I, I, I hope I, I wish you the safety that you need to get through this world for the rest I'm of I'm not going to wish all of that. I'm not going to do all of that. That's, you're, you're a better person than me. And also, this, as we're quickly on this topic, please, as we all like to, you know, and we're going to get to this in a second, because again, this is about social. This is about, you know, the internet. And a lot of y'all love slacktivism. Let me just say this. If you're going to write Protect Black Women, don't just do it online. Do it in real life. Absolutely. Because it's so easy. Y'all love to just repost the same Refinery29 visual. I said what I said. I said what I said. You all love the same. Whoever, listen, whoever is doing the graphic design, I know you're in your bag. So shout out to you. This is no shade to you. Because I see it everywhere. Protect this. Protect them. But y'all don't do shit when it's in real life, when it's right in front of your face. So honestly, keep the same energy. Keep it off the playground. Right. Did I start it? Not at all. No. On to some fun things. Because again, we need to go back and forth. Because again, if you know what I mean, I feel like if I was if I don't laugh, I would cry. What have you guys been watching in quarantine? What have you guys been listening to? Who has gotten you through this time that like has been so crazy? What have I been watching? I mean, when it all first kicked off, I was really like not I went through all of my like teen shows because I, for some mm. reason, feeling very nostalgic. Not for some reason, it's like no shit. Everyone's been feeling super fucking nostalgic. Mm. But like, I went through Gossip Girl from like start to finish. Went mm. through The Hills start to finish. Yes, like, I'm watching The City start to finish, but through the eyes of Lily Port, she has like her YouTube channel where she's like reacting to herself, like on the like on the city, yeah. which is kind of funny because it's like the city was about young girls working in like mm. magazines or whatever i don't know interesting because now mm. magazines don't fucking run like that at all which is hilarious mm. um i was watching like these mexican tv dramas on netflix which is like my obsession and it's it's nice to watch a show in spanish and not have the titles on i'm like oh fuck like, i understand everything which is fantastic mm-hmm. and their drama is so much more better than american drama honestly and yeah, I don't, it's been a lot of that. Not so many, not so much movies. I'll I'll watch a movie if I'm feeling really fucking sad about mm. a comment or a DM that I got or, or something. Like I only watch things when I feel like complete shit. So if mm. I watch something, I was really really upset. That you're going I, through it. I was going through it, and I needed something to quite literally just like. Uh, slap me in the face with stupidity or its brilliantness or something. I just needed something to revive me, whether it was, you know, stupid reality TV or, or not, or it could have been a documentary or or a movie that really made me think like I'm watching this movie called uh, I'm thinking about or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it's just, it's been that like, I'll, I'll watch something when I feel like complete shit just to pick me back up and be like, okay, like you're human. It's fine. You get to feel those things. And you know, it, it, this is the job you signed up for. Don't worry. It's I'm Mm. always patting myself on the back with a fucking Netflix film, honestly. What about you, Miss Tay? For me, I feel like it's very similar with Kevin. Like when this all first started happening, we were just like forced home. I started like going deep into my romantic comedies, like Mm. things that I thought were just like not super serious, like not, at all focused on what's happening in the world. Like I started mm-hmm. watching and something weird that I've started doing, like I started watching the same thing several times. Like I'll just like put a movie on and when it ends, just start it over because like 
Yes. Who's going to tell me what to do? Who's going to tell me what to do? I'm just going to do it. Um, it was also a period when I was quarantining alone for like two months because all my roommates left. So I was just kind of vibing. I watched like, he's just not that into you a lot. <laughs> we do, we do, I love watching white women get their heart broke. <laughs> it was okay, reparations, movie. reparations, like, listen, reparations. About white women, as, lo- as long as there's some pain in it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So I started watching a lot of those. I watched like Talented Mr. Ripley a bunch of times because it was just not a rom-com, but it was just on Netflix. And I said, why not? Let me go escape into like italian 1950s white rich white men killing other rich white men like why not white um, on white crime shout out to white on white crime shout out to white on white crime and it's portrayal in the media it's always going to be interesting it's always mm. going to be high stakes um so is that i obviously again been watching mad men they try they try to play your girl by taking it off netflix <gasps> they Did took you- it off netflix and then i literally so for me, it's like, fuck Amazon, fuck Jeff Bezos every day. But I was mm. like on Instagram, like having a meltdown. I'm like, they're taking <laughs> off Mad Men. Like, it's fine. It's whatever. And then one of my white friends literally white bought queen. me all of, one of my white queens bought me all of the show on Amazon. So the only thing I ever go on Amazon for is so, to watch Mad Men. I don't be shopping, but. And so you know I, what? But it was gifted. It was a gift. It was, it was a gift. It, had it been on a different platform, I would have chosen a different platform. Point blank, period. That's just oh, necessity. shout out to your friend. I know that was really the nicest thing. I was like, that's I mean, awesome. it was only like seventy bucks, but I was like, I wasn't gonna spend that money. So no, but that's still a lot. Of, like that's still like that's also an active. Like I care about your being. Like I care about your space. Like right, because that everyone knows that for me that is essentially like therapy. I don't know why. It's just like watching moody, melodramatic, like white people with like so mm. much money and access in the sixties just continue to be depressed about it. Mm. I don't know. It's just something. It just hits a bit different. Yeah, you know, it sits right in your spirit. It's just right in my spirit. I'm like, oh my God, do you have everything you ever would want and need in this world and you still hate your kids and your wife? Like, let's talk about it. Like, like let's let's have a martini and speak. I'm like, everyone's having a bad time. That's some I and everyone's drinking, so am I. I'm kinda like in the show. Yeah. Um and in terms of like listening to, I've gotten back into like my like emo pop punk high school because I love that. Literally just retreating into the past is what is what's been going on. Some form of like comfort and nostalgia. Yeah. For you too, because I wanna ask you quickly. What, if you had one show that was canceled that you could bring back, what would it be? I'll start for me. Did you guys ever watch GCB? No. I wish, like, the girls got into it. Like, had it come out in 2020, it would have been so ahead of its time. Like, it was, like, Kristen Chenoweth, and it was, like, these four. It was, like, based in, like, Texas, and it was, like, you know, like, like very, like, big, rich Texas vibes. And, like, they were like like the like the uncool girls like when they're in high school but then like they grew up to be like beautiful and like plastic surgery and like rich and like it was only one season of it but it was just so good but like had like gay twitter gotten onto it now it would have been like chef's kiss but what about you two uh for me there's three shows okay one of them is on netflix which was a mexican again with my mexican tv mm-hmm. drama um, it was called La Casa de los Flores, which is the mm-hmm. House of Flowers. And it was about this couple who owned a, like a, a very popular like flower shop in Mexico. And they were like known around the entire country as like the premier like florist for the country. And it just so happens that, uh, this woman killed herself in the flower shop and she ended up being the husband's mistress, but 
the husband mistress and the husband ended up owning a uh, like a LGBTQIA bar or something. It was like a a really in- it was like a gay bar basically, but like uh, they did other things there. <laughs> That much I can say, but um, it was a very interesting show. That got canceled after season two, and I'm really fucking pissed because I really want that to come back. But that's number one. Number two would be Clueless, the TV show, not the movie. Clueless, the TV show, was something so iconic and so ahead of its time for me personally. After season three, they just cut it off, and I wish they made it to season four so I can see them go off to college. But, I mean whatever. I've got all, you know, I've gotten my fix out of Clueless now. I I could have watched it for the rest of my life. That's another show I was binge watching during quarantine. They completely changed Cher, which is fine, but also not fine, but whatever. But I got my, my Clueless like heart, like it exploded when, uh, what's the actress's, Alicia Silverstone? She took over V's account for Fashion Week, and I was texting Alicia Silverstone about like the videos that she had to post. Oh my god! And, like, did she know who I was? No, because she gives two shits. Absolutely fucking not. But what mattered to me, I was like, I'm texting Cher, <laughs> and she was like doing like the rolling with the homies in the car, and I was like, oh my god! Like, I, my little heart just like bursted. So, Clueless the TV show is another, and then Mozart in the Jungle on Amazon. For me, that was the show. It's like a really fabulous show about like the New York Symphony and their crazy fucking lives within that. It's sort of just like rich white people just being extremely, extremely like toxic against themselves and really self sabotage. We love to see it. Sabotaging. And it's it's so good. And um I just can't. If the, if I had those three, I would really want those to be reinstated. Please and thank you. Netflix and Amazon, I'm talking to you. What about you, Miss Tay? For me, this one show that I truly think was just failed by the time it came out, um, How to Make in America is literally such an amazing show. Um, it was on HBO, and I think the problem with it is that it came out, it was like ne- it was like HBO's like next show after Entourage, right? And Entourage is about like these like little white boys and just like being in LA and like nothing bad ever happens and making movies and making a lot of money. It's like life is easy. So how to make America stars, it spoils these two like young men or like honestly they're probably like in their late twenties, early thirties who are literally just like trying to like, it was like rise and grind culture before rise and grind culture. It was so good. Um, great cast kid Cuddy is in it playing Domingo. He is amazing as, as, as that role. And it was just like as like me as someone who like grew up like around New York City, like always wanting to like hustle or be on your grind. Like rising grind culture kind of ended, but had the show just come out like two or three years later, and they're like starting like a clothing brand. Like it's very like New York downtown, like networking, hustling, like using someone's connections here to get there. Like it's it only lasts two seasons, and I think it's funny that a show like Girls can get like a million seasons. Uh. Um, but where where is how to make it in America? Where is it? Where did she go? Like I and it's too late now because the actors have kind of grown up, so they can't just like we jump into like where it was. But that show needs to come back in some way, shape, or form. Like I'll, I'll audition, I will write it, I will direct it, I'll edit it, whatever. It needs. I'll do the promotion for it for okay. free. Like that was such a good show, and that was canceled, and I was very sad about it. 
Honestly, Victorious got canceled before we got the conclusion we deserved. We don't know what they're all up to. We don't know what colleges they might have gotten into. Like, Beck would probably winning an Academy Award right now. We don't know because they canceled it and they didn't even give us the decency of a finale, which I find interesting. Um, but those are the main two. Like, the shows that I think about is if I had simply gotten the season that I wanted after that, yeah. it would have been different. Also, maybe even Freaks and Geeks. I'll throw her in there. Linda Carter, all star cast, like deserved the world, got none of it. Yeah. Imagine if Moesha ended properly and we finally knew what happened to Miles. But no, people don't love us. You know, Miss Kevon, you brought something up that I was going to ask you guys both about. You know, when you had your little texting moment with Alicia Silverstone, our share. Even though we've, you know, we've gone through the ups, we've gone through the downs, we want to kill people that we work with. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to get into fights, you know. Mm-hmm. We have to pe- keep the lawyer on speed dial. What okay. have been some of your favorite moments at your job? For me, it was probably all social-based, but it, it, it's, it's been moments mm-hmm. when I would communicate with, like, I'm very engulfed in the, in the world of fashion. It's been my thing ever since I was a kid. And, mm-hmm. and I working and communicating and even texting or FaceTiming the people that I've grown up to admire and now have to work with just because that's just the, just, that's just like the name of the game. It, it's, it's been something that has been so rewarding and I never ever say like, you're one of the reasons I've, I've wanted to be in fashion. I'll never say that to someone just because it's, it's, it's too much and you don't want it to get to their head. Um, but it's been those moments of like, holy shit, like I'm texting this person and like, like I'm FaceTiming them or I'm DMing them. And it's just like, you forget that they're human and you forget that like, you, you're not, you forget, you remember how much you've come in those moments, like how far you've come. And it's, it's, it's those little moments are something that I live for and I'm always striving for. And you know, that's been like the one rewarding thing about this job. There's been a lot of negatives, but there's also been a lot of positives. I can never say that my experience here has been negative. It's, it's, it's only ever been positive, but not without some definite, definite tribulations in order to get to where I am now. And yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, yeah, I'm like thinking back to so many moments of like, when the job was like insane for me, but I'm always just like, yeah, but you got this out of this, like this person follows you and you got their number. And now you're just texting these people just because, and it's just, it's nice. And it's nice to do this so young and learning a lot young because it's, it's, it's gearing me up for the next generation of fashion and me being like the new guard. I'm all, I'm learning from the vanguard and I'm learning from the masters and it's, and, um, inherit their ways of working is to be determined. Don't think I ever will, but you know, I'm interpreting their, their skills and their knowledge. And that's always a blessing to me. For me, it's, it's the same. Like, of course this job is like literally 24 seven, every single day of the week, no time off, but there have been good things. And obviously like when the world wasn't shut down, the occasional press trip was iconic. I did get to go to the Grammys. Like, Willow yes. me. Okay, in work. Like, in a room with, like, Lizzo. And I saw, like, when Tyler the Creator made his, like, famous, like, fuck the Grammy speech. I was there. 
wow. he wasn't speaking to me. But I, you know, like there's certain fun things. Like we all love an after work event, especially in New York. Those always hit. But yeah, it's the same. Like it's like you. It feels like you've been placed into this world that you've always been looking at from the outside. Almost like obviously when people are DMing me, they're DMing paper. But like to receive a direct message from Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what is that like? Can I just pause you for a second? How? Shout out to the queen. All right, listen, I'm a barb for life. Like, yeah. where are the barbs are. Like, yeah. How beautiful was that moment? Like, it was beautiful. I mean, I had this like because everyone's always like pushing like need a social exclusive idea, whatever. So I said, part of why people follow paper, obviously, like the fashion, the news, and everything, but it's like the celebrity content. So how about I? with my big account and my big brain, follow, just DM a bunch of celebrities and ask for a selfie. And yeah. then publish it as an article is we asked a bunch of celebrities, a bunch of celebrities for selfies and here's what we got. And I was honestly kind of being like, I just want to see who would like react to us. I got like a bunch from Kirby Jean Raymond, who is so gorgeous. He was like, he got like five and said, whichever one I look the hottest in. I was like, <laughs> I was like Kirby, you need to be stopped. Um, I always say they're talking to me, but they're not. They're talking to people. But I'm like, stop. But yeah. I listened to Nicki Minaj, and she was she didn't end up sending a selfie in because she's probably doing 800,000 things a second. But she was like, I took a tattoo. She was like, one second, boo, I'm getting cute. And I was like, wow. So she typed it with her hands and sent it to me, and I read it with my eyes. You know what I mean? Like You saw, <laughs> listen, you saw things you imagined. You saw things you imagined. I saw things I imagined. And it's it's just so, like... I don't ever get make the mistake of thinking that I'm friends with any people by any means because that's like right. when it crosses into being crazy. But like, absolutely, I would like write like "Happy Birthday" to Justin Long, and then one day he like damned me as paper, like "Happy Birthday to you too." And I was like, Stop. like, it's like you know, like it's because when social media is very voice focused, you're just amplifying your voice, like you're modifying mm-hmm. it a bit because you're a brand. But yeah, mm-hmm. so like when people are like, "Oh my God, who's the voice behind this account?" Like I've I have a lot of, like, people who follow me who I am, like, longtime fans of. And I'm, like, like, this career that I have, this position I have right now, where I'm at, is a bridge between me and all these people who are just super cool and I'm super into. And I have, like, worked with some of the, you know, the New York iconics of the world and, like, really good people. I've been on set for really amazing shoots. And I'm I'm given a lot of opportunity, which is great. Which is incredible. Um, when I have like the time to execute them, but even still, like, they're definitely more positives than negatives. Like, sometimes it's like four to four hundred negatives in a row, but the positives will, in fact, always just come. You know? Of course. And I just want to touch on this quickly because you just kind of brought it up. When we will ask, you know, who's the voice behind this account, right? And you know this, Anna, this we all know this. We're living in a time when digital blackfacing is such a thing. Right. You know, people would love to just co-opt the language or they co-opt an aesthetic. Have you found like, do, do people, do, do you think people can kind of tell right away that, like, okay, listen, like there's a, dip, like, you know, there's a separation of church and state. Like this is a black woman right, running an account for a brand. But like, do you think sometimes people are a bit, you know, dense with that? I mean, I have reached a point now where I'm absolutely fine with saying that. Like if someone comments it, I'm like, Hey, it's me. Like whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, the skepticism makes sense, right? Absolutely. I think people should be wary of like, and there are a lot of brands that you can tell when it's not either a performance or a performance. Right. You, you, can, you can tell when it's not like a me or a Kevin. Like, you can tell when it's like a mm. year old white woman. Living, Absolutely. Living when all the ebonic stuff know. makes sense. Ugh. Right. Like, so the skepticism when people like, who's running this account, like, that's fair. And honestly, I like, I like when people are like, who's saying this? Mm-hmm. Because. That's important to know. Like, I'm not doing digital blackface. 
Absolutely. Um, but there's some people who are. And if you ever ask someone like who's running this account, they don't answer. Like maybe like what's going on there. Maybe but unfollow. Unfollow. Maybe unfollow. You know, like that's just what I think personally. And it's also I do know that in my position, I do lend a bit of legitimacy to the platform. Like mm. I'm using my voice on paper. That's why it's a black woman's voice. But then like if I ever leave the position and someone who's not a black woman joins, like they have to navigate out of navigate out of that because then it won't be as genuine anymore. Yeah, absolutely. That's the tricky thing. I mean, for the thing that I love about paper and about Taylor is that they, you know, it's to me, it's become one. I can't look at paper without look, you know, thinking about Taylor. Mm. And I love that because I love hearing an authentic voice behind it. And, you know, not to throw myself under the bus, but, you know, I'm not really vocally or shown as like you know the social manager and you know there's been times where i mean if you want like the full fucking tea it's like even when the resurgence of the blm movement kicked off and i was like we're posting about this like i'm sorry but like we're doing this sorry and the 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 things that people were saying in the comments were completely understandable and completely rational but what they also didn't understand is that, like, you know, I'm a trans Latin woman who was born here in New York and I'm working with a black, mm. you know, digital editor on this Absolutely. that we feel is correct and that we know deserves a place on our platform. And that's the thing that people were attacking us for. And we felt really defeated. Fuck, like we're getting annihilated almost every day mm. just for doing the things that we know are right. And it, mm. and it's sort of the thing of like, if only people knew. And yeah. it was maybe those times where I wish I was a little bit more like, hey guys, like, you know, like if you were just to like read the masthead of our issues, like you, you would maybe. Yeah. If you were to see me more, you, you know, if you, if you were to just know like where my heart is, who I am, what I've been through, what my experience is before, you know, because again, people, and I and I hear both of you so loudly and so clearly. Like, you respect people for questioning because yeah. because we live in right, especially right now in fashion. Like, it's right now. It's cool to care about you know issues. Quote quote. It's cool to care about diversity. Quote quote. But if people knew who you were, like, would they, would they react differently? They would. You yeah. know what I mean? I would hope so. I mean, there's a lot of anonymity in mm. fact. And and sometimes you know, especially with the new age of in fashion, it's 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 become questionable about do, is everyone supposed to hide behind the curtain and you know, like who really is the like who who's Oz? Who's like the real wizard behind everything? And who's pulling the strings here? And it's sometimes it's necessary to show that. And especially during, in this climate, I think it's ever important to spotlight the people who are at the forefront of these platforms. And editors and managers like Taylor and I, you know, we're at the forefront of of managing and understanding and interpreting and taking in the opinions of millions of people at a time. And again, if people only knew that we're just, we're human like them and through our jobs, we're given the privilege and access to connect to millions all over the world, which 
I personally wouldn't have wouldn't have had, you know, pre V or pre V man. It it was I was just, you know, me as a Latin trans girl in New York, I was my voice preaching to just a few people around me or just people in my community. And it's like, why wouldn't I take advantage of this platform I've been given? And again, it's, it's that of like, it's, I'm glad that people want to know, but also like, if you truly, truly knew, then do your research, do your research. It's it's sort of that, but also, Mm. No, it is like that. Do your research. Mm, yeah. If you don't, you're just going to be speaking out of your ass. And you need to understand that without proper research, like all of us, we all need to do our mm. research on the topic. We all need to educate ourselves. And read the it, room. Yeah, it's 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 it was a pretty much that situation for for us, really. I feel you guys, and you know what? Again, I'm so proud of you too. I have so much love for both of you. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Like, I'm so excited that we got to have this moment. And before we go, you know, let's bring it, you know, we're in, you know, the, you know, social moment. But let's talk about quickly what you can do in real life to help, you know, the communities that, you know, are affected outside of slacktivism. What would advice would both of you give for people that want to, you know, make a change, but like off their phone? Right. Obviously for me, like donating is a huge thing and not Donations. Just, like the, not only just like the big ones, like yeah, obviously mm. going to Black Lives Matter, but it's good earlier, like everyone's protect black trans women, but then mm. where are they when they can like mm. follow Aaron Phillip on Instagram? Like she's always posting like local small yeah. like GoFundMe's. Like those mm. help a lot. <clears throat> like one specific person, you mm. know. That's huge. I think if you can, if you have the means, if you're able to, going to a vigil, a protest, or a march, obviously wearing a mask, mm. not if you're sick, like, that has a huge impact. And also, like, something, like, talk, like you said earlier, like, talk to the people who need to be talked to, because mm. me seeing a video online that will traumatize me, I'm already set. Like, I don't need that. But, like, mm-hmm. the conversations at Thanksgiving, like, you know, it's one thing, I forgot who posted on Instagram, but it's one thing to, like, post some, like, piece of, like, woke content on your like-minded Instagram followers and everyone knows that people just tap through Instagram stories. Like that doesn't do as much to say, like having conversations with people that are in your life immediately. Like, you know, that one thing your friend said that one time that was like fucked up, like you can talk about that and you should. And it's like your duty to, um, in my opinion. And like, obviously like supporting, you know, just like, I mean, my, my go-to choice to support individuals, like individual GoFundMe's, you yeah. know, it's like huge, but like those are just, I think just small, and then also obviously getting educated, like listening to people around you, not talking over people that you're listening to when you're trying to learn, not being offended when you inevitably make a mistake and someone calls you on it because that's a part of growing. You know, like if someone tells you that was wrong, not to get upset immediately, it's like, okay, I heard you, I'm sorry. Like, you know, like, like just don't be a piece of shit, truly. Agreed completely. There's, Taylor and I may run large accounts, but each and every one of us have our own platforms. And to me, it's, it's speaking out on the things you believe on. And, and it's not only just like talking to talk, you don't fucking walk the walk as well. It's going to those protests. It's everything that Taylor said. It's, it's, it's supporting the women and even just the individuals of color who need the help to not be displaced, to, to have the surgery that they want to have in order to feel better about themselves. It's, it's, you know, raising money for those GoFundMe's to help put food on their table sometimes. It's 
it's everything, you know, it's not just like throwing your money at them being like here, it's, it's more than that. You got to have conversations, especially even at these protests, if you can just hear someone out, because I know it's like a crowd of a million faces and you're all championing the same message and it's great and all, but just talk. A conversation is sometimes all you need to, you know, just help someone and to connect and maybe even broadcast this message together. It's, there's unity that needs to happen here through, through me, it's, it's through conversation just because I'm extremely social based and I'm always one-on-one conversations with everybody. And it's, 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 it's just so important to, to just talk about these things. And it's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of individuals who need help and there's a lot of shelters and organizations that like you, like everyone has the time, you make the time, you can make the time for that. You, you absolutely fucking can. You don't need to go fucking go shopping. You don't need to be on Instagram for six fucking hours. What you can do is go to your local shelter or go to a local protest or a local vigil. Just go somewhere and be a part of something that is not in your bubble. Because that's something that we, as this quarantine has kind of bursted everyone's bubble and you just need to open your horizons and, and be open and be receptive and learn. Point blank period. Guys, thank you so much for doing this. This was such a beautiful moment. This, wow. To be young, to be pretty, to be iconic, to have a brain. Wow. To be able to be E on an multiple choice test. Wow. I love us. My loves, where can everyone find you guys on socials? Uh, you can follow me at fake Roberts. I just be posting funny <laughs> shit. No, but she had, no, but Miss Taylor has the best memes of all time. And that's on Kanye, right? I would run up on the stage any day. We absolutely, we absolutely try. Miss Kev, how are you? Where, where are the girls finding you? Where if... <laughs> Find me on on only Instagram. It's at the Kevin Ponce, and I just post uh, me. Honestly, like I'm I'm on Instagram, but like I'm really not. Like I know what works. If it's if I'm posting pictures about books that inspire me, or if it's like shows that I've gone to and that it's a memory for me, or if it's just my fucking face, I know that that's what gets the most likes, and it's the easiest way for men. And I'm screaming. (laughs) Um, it's that and stories. I don't know. I'm always active on stories. It's just I'm I'm probably gonna feel I'm probably gonna like streamline this, babe. Yeah, it's fine. So just follow me on Instagram at the Kevin Ponce, and you can just find everything about me and everything that that's coming up for me. Point blank. Period. I am so proud of you, girls. I love y'all so so much. Thank you guys so much for joining into OTT. You guys already know what it is. Wear a mask. Donate, donate some more, donate some more. Don't annoy your friends of any type of color or gender. Mind your fucking business. Read the room. Be that bitch. And be that bitch in your motherfucking house. Love you all. Bye.